Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Tuesday night edition of the Knock On Sports. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday night. As we just found out, uh, some breaking news here in terms of local basketball. Just had the conference and all-state selections announced. So thanks to Coach Cram as well as Ryan Wakefield as well as Lowell Peterson for sending me the uh, latest results and the tallying up of the votes on who made all-state and who made all-conference. So uh, we'll go ahead and get to that here in just a second. But first, the Knock On Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union, helping you plan and succeed for today and always. Some things never change like Whitefish Credit Union commitment to you. Contact them at 862-3525 or visit whitefishcu.com where they belong to you. Thanks again for joining us tonight here on 600 KGEZ. And getting to that list, we take a look at the Western AA, the first team, and I'm guessing for the, the selections for All-State are always confusing for me, but I'm guessing then there's the East All-State and the West All-State. So for the boys' side, Alex Germer, Braden Cook, Tony Froelich Fair, Beckett Arthur, and Justin Kripe. Cowspell Flathead's own Justin Kripe uh, making it to the All-State team. Second team, we saw Kalispell Glacier's Weston Price make the team, and that was it for at least the second team. Jackson Olson made it uh, for Glacier as well. Uh, Gabe Adams also made honorable mention, as well as Hunter Hickey. Uh, so both flathead uh, Braves making the list there, as well as uh, Glacier's Jackson Olson. So congratulations to the boys on the uh, uh First state, second team, and all-conference team selections for Western AA basketball. On the girls' side, uh, we will see Ellie Keller make all-state as a point guard from Kalispell Glacier, which is uh, great to see. Kenzie Williams also made the list for Glacier. Uh, for Glacier as well, Emma Anderson made it on the honorable mention list. And also Claire Converse for Flathead. She was the lone Bravette to make the list. She made it to the second team uh, for uh, all-conference. And so congratulations to Claire and the three Glacier Wolfpack players that made the list for Coach Amanda Cram. So those are your lists in terms of outstanding offensive player, Danny Barch for Helena Capital, most outstanding defensive player of the year, Brooke Stainer for Missoula Sentinel, Coach of the Year went to Katie Garson-Forba. Uh, on the Western side, uh, Guy Almquist won Coach of the Year, so Capital sweeps Coach of the Year in basketball. Most outstanding defensive player went to Beckett Arthur from Missoula Hellgate, offensive player Player of the year went to Alex Germer. A lot of players that are leaving and graduating, and I think Justin Kripe has a really, really good shot to be an offensive player of the year. I think it's between him and Braden Cook as well for capital, but probably between those two guys, I think, because they're both uh, great scoring machines. So uh, congratulations to all the players on making the list. I know that's a high honor. And, uh, again, we'll, I think we'll see a lot of Bravettes on that team next year uh, at this time. But, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll just have to see. Again, congrats to Claire Converse as she did make the second team all-conference list. Uh, well, we kind of get things started here tonight on the Knock On Sports with the fact that Montana State football has opened up spring practices 
and we will chat with Sam Herter a little bit later on on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. We'll get his thoughts on uh, everything that's going on with FCS football, uh, but we'll also get his thoughts on what's going on with the Big Sky Conference. So we'll talk to him about that and then a little bit here. He'll join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, but right now, my top five questions. We did this for Montana football. Now we're doing this for Montana State football. Uh, very similar in the terms of who is going to be starting at quarterback. Unlike my question for Montana, my question for Montana State is this is this simple. Who's going to start? Because we kind of know that Cam Humphrey from Montana is going to take the charge, but then it was kind of figuring out, okay, who's going to be that quarterback of the future as well? Well, who's just going to be the starting quarterback this upcoming fall? You look at uh, McKay, a transfer from NC State. You look at Casey Bauman, who's been with the program, uh, has a ton of arm talent as well, but we just haven't seen him take that next step yet. Obviously, starter from two years ago, Tucker Rovig, uh, is going to be in the heat of the battle as well. And then Montana his own time a lot. I wanted to take a look at quarterbacks on each roster that are from Montana that I think could potentially start. Obviously, I don't know if Malat will be in the starting conversation in terms of this year, but again, he brings a lot to the table, uh, brings a pretty good arm, and again, he's very, very mobile. He's got great speed, uh, a guy that's very athletic, and so Tommy Malat, I think, has a, a good chance to be that quarterback of the future. If you're looking for somebody from Montana, I think that's definitely Tommy Malat. But in terms of the starting quarterback, you go back to last fall when they had that scrimmage, McKay had some nice drives, but each of the quarterbacks did kind of struggle uh, in terms of interceptions. McKay had one late. Tayden Gilman, former Glacier product, had the interception to seal the deal at the end of the scrimmage. Uh, so, again, congrats to him uh, as he's going to be, I think, a factor on the defensive side for Montana State. But, again, going back to the quarterback position, I'm just not sold on who it's going to be. It would lead you to believe that it would be McKay, but, uh, again, with his athleticism and what he brings to the table with his arm as well, you can't count out Rovig. And then, at the same time, too, Bauman does show some athleticism as well. So, Brent Vegan has his work cut out for him. But I think it's a total toss-up at this point. Uh, I, I could, you could, you know, depending on who has a strong spring here, you can make a case for Rovig, you can make a case for uh, McKay, you can make a case for for Bauman. I mean, Brent Vegan doesn't know any of these quarterbacks. He didn't recruit Tommy Malat. Tony Rovig was here before he got here. McKay transferred in under Jeff Choate, and Casey Bauman was recruited by Jeff Choate as well. So I'm curious to see what. Brent Vegan does with his quarterbacks here and do do we see anybody after spring because we've seen this plenty of occasions where guys perhaps transfer out after spring ball is that a possibility well I guess we'll have to see my number two question where does Troy Anderson play once he's healthy we know he's not going to be participating in spring drills as he gets healthy and ready for his final season with the Montana State Bobcats coach Vegan has already said he plans to see Anderson play more defense and focus on that side of the ball we saw that earlier today from both Coton Poole and John Miller down in Bozeman I've heard this before. I mean, that was what Coach Choate really wanted him to do from the get-go. That's what they had been anticipating and hoping for the last couple of years. But will it actually happen? That is the million-dollar question. Because we've seen Troy Anderson. I mean, obviously, he played a lot of defense in 2019, and that helped. But we did see him also get carries and be able to be a focus in the offense as well and make contributions. So I'm not completely sold here that, yes, Brent Vegan says we want him to play defense. It's just tough for me when you look at some of the big plays he has made. It's just tough for me not to see him somehow involved one way or another, trick play or not, in the offense. And again, uh, it's going to be interesting whether or not Brent Vegan, once he sees that, get tempted not to bring him back onto the offensive side of the ball. 
Because we've seen Trey Anderson use his speed and get out there and be an athlete and be a real weapon offensively for the Montana State Bobcats. So, again, I'm not entirely sold that Montana State's going to keep Anderson on defense. I do expect him to play defense. I do expect him to make plays on defense. But I don't anticipate that's going to be the sole focus for Trey Anderson. Who steps, who steps up into the wide receiver department? You lose guys, and this is the funny part about it. We, we, we forget how long it's been since we've seen the Bobcats play. Well, the receivers were Kevin Cassis and Travis Johnson. Well, we know Travis Johnson's on the practice squad with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So who's going to be stepping up in these big-time big, big time wide receiver roles? Because, again, these are open positions. You don't have a ton of guys that have, I mean, you got guys that have experience, but you're not talking about your leading pass catcher like Montana uh, coming back into the fold. So these are going to be, this is a spot for a lot of these guys to really kind of open up. And I think about guys like Lance McCutcheon. We've seen him make plays. We've seen him been involved ever since he was a redshirt freshman. He made plays last year. He caught some balls as well. You look at a guy like Coy Steele and Willie Patterson. Uh, Willie Patterson seems to have fit into that slot receiver role, at least under Coach Choate. We'll see what Coach Brent Vegan wants to do on the offensive side of the ball with Willie Patterson and how to get him the get him the football. And at the same time, Coy Steele, he's made some plays. I think back to the uh, game against Northern Arizona in 2019. So, again, these are guys I'm thinking, Lance McCutcheon, Willie Patterson, Coy Steele. Those are guys that I would imagine are the ones that are having the inside track to being the top receivers and to be the go-to guys for whoever is playing quarterback this upcoming fall. Along with that, another guy to watch, and we know his name, Mark Estes from uh, Glacier. Uh, played his senior season there with the Wolfpack. Again, he's got tremendous speed. We've seen it on display in a couple of spring games before. We've seen it in the fall scrimmage last year. So I think my question is, is can Mark Estes get that speed on the field, get himself on the field, and be that burner that Montana State needs, to be that guy that can really blow the lid off a of defense? Can he be that guy? That's going to be a question as well. I think he could definitely put his name into the mix here uh, for the Montana State wide receiver position. How about running backs? If Troy Anderson is not going to you know spend a lot of time on offense and his focus is going to be more on defense well then you're taking him out of the running back room so that then leaves Isaiah Fonse who is a tremendous running back no question about it it's not like the, the cupboards bear at that position for Montana State obviously they have Isaiah Fonse fantastic runner he did miss some time uh, during the season in 2019 so he did have some issues with injury now, whether or not that's going to recur this season, who knows? Uh, he has had a year off, so hopefully everybody's been kind of fully healthy by the time we get to the fall. Uh, but again, depth. Where is the depth here? Because if someone goes down, say if Afonso goes down, who's next? You do have Sumner, who took some carries last year as well. Uh, I think of guys like Joe Olson, who came uh, Montana-wise as a running back. Who are going to be some of those other guys there for Montana State to lean on just in case of injuries that happen? Because if you do have Isaiah Fonse, you're not worried about the running back position. More or less, when I look at the running backs, it's a question of depth here just in case you do have injuries. And what about the expectations in year one for Brent Vegan? You look at the 2021 schedule for the Montana State Bobcats. Funny part is, is it looks like they've got uh, Wyoming to open things up. Well, guess where? Brent Vegan was just coaching. That game is supposed to be in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, then you look at they have Drake and they have San Diego. 
teams that uh, are from the Pioneer League. And so you got those two games. Those will more than likely you would think be wins for Montana State just because, again, Pioneer League doesn't have any scholarships. Uh, then you look at they open up with Portland State. They have Northern Colorado. They've got Cal Poly. They have Weber State. They'll have Idaho State as well. Uh, in Eastern Washington, Idaho, and Montana. That's going to be a pretty tough schedule. Eastern Washington in Cheney, Weber State in Ogden, and then Montana in Missoula. Three big-time games, all three on the road. So what should the expectations be under Coach Brent Vegan? I think my expectations for Coach are simply, you. for one, the first goal needs to be a winning record. Because this team and this roster is too talented to not have a winning record, regardless of the schedule. So again, I mean, if they can grab that, grab somehow a win over Wyoming, that would be big. But if, I think the important part is is getting off to a two and one start, and then I think you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and come the fall. But with Portland State, Northern Colorado, we've seen what UC Davis did to Cal Poly this past weekend. I still think it'll be a couple of years away for. Uh, Coach Bull Baldwin. Uh, but at that point, I really think for, for Montana State, in order to have a very successful season, I think they got to get off to a, a five and one start, go three and zero in those opening conference games, because then it gets really interesting because you got Idaho State and Idaho, two teams that so far in the spring look like at least very, very competitive teams. So those final five games essentially are going to determine whether or not Montana State makes the playoffs or whether or not they're a seed. Uh, or whether or not they even are in the conversation to win the Big Sky Conference title. I think obviously that the biggest thing and the expectations we need to determine if they have good quarterback play, then this team should be in contention for a Big Sky Conference title. I, I think they can definitely find a way to win a game against either Weber State, uh, Montana, or Eastern Washington. Before they go two and one out of those three games, find a way to get to two and one one way or another in those three games. But I think expectations have to be tempered a little bit in terms of where they were. Do I think Montana State could get to the semifinals if all the right things come into play this this upcoming fall? But my expectation is simply they need to get to, I think, for a good season under first-year head coach Brent Vegan, I think it's definitely got to be get to the playoffs, get to the second round of the playoffs at the very least, if not more, uh, going from there. I just don't know if this team, again, depending on the quarterback play, if it's going to be a team that goes to the semifinals once again. So those are my top five questions for Montana State football. Coming up next here on the Knockout Sports, we'll stick to FCS football. We had Sam Herter's thoughts on the latest. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Illinois State opting out. Could that spell bad news for spring football in the FCS? And what does he think about the Big Sky Conference teams that are still playing right now? We'll discuss all that and more next here on the Knockout Sports.